Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 89. 89. 89. was a good year. The WrestleMania powers 5. exploded. Yeah. Wow, we both I, went right we there. We both went right there. It's what amazing. What the hell else was going on in 1989? I don't know. I was I, eight. Yeah, I was seven. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and I'm joined by... Ben Morris, editor of Marvel.com, and we have with us today on this special Wednesday recording... Cassandra King. Intern. Trying to sell me on playing something called, like, what was it? Robot, Robot Unicorn? Robot Unicorn Attack. You ever played this? Some Facebook, Facebook time waster game. Awesome. I already have a Facebook time waster game, and that's Avengers. That's what I, I said. I can't, I don't have any more room in my life for another. That's what I said, but she says it's uh, it's not as big a waste. Well, it's it's not a commitment, but I don't it's know. It's not committal, yeah. Uh, you don't, like, level up or anything. Uh, mm. You say that now, yeah. you sound like a drug dealer. All right, <laughs> if you're just joining us on This Week in Marvel, we're going to go through all the new comics out this week, from print to digital, single issues to collections, talk about some movies and some TV and video game stuff, then we'll get to all the news, and yep. then we'll wrap up with your questions and comments. Yep, and reminder, this is a, a, uh, a week where we're going to go through all your questions and comments from the last two weeks. Next week, we're going to dive into the This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club selection of... Marvels. Marvels. Does that mean we're going to be doing that live? We will. From San Diego Comic Con. San Diego. Yes. San Diego. Yes. I don't know what that is. All right, let's dive right into the comics. Yeah, please. All right, so we're going to start things off with Astonishing X-Men number 64, written by Marjorie Liu, art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. This book's in a really really good groove as of late. I've really been enjoying this Iceman storyline, and this takes it a notch further. Iceman is out of control. He's become a giant ice creature he's sending out little ice clones to torment everybody he loves we find out why he's all messed up in this issue how it dates back to the uh, run-in with apocalypse and the age of apocalypse and all that stuff uh, the x-men are trying to get him under control mystique is taking another approach we get a look at different characters who matter to bobby drake including his parents i always love when his parents show up uh, his dad, who hates mutants, and his mom, who's just like, oh, this is so horrible. Why can't my son and my father get along? Um, son and husband. Yes, correct. Son. And, well, maybe her father can't get yeah, along Yeah, maybe with he's a jerk, too. Who knows? Um, but there's a lot of cool stuff. I love the art by Gabriel Hernandez-Walta. Again, just doing this great new take on the stuff uh, Bill Sienkiewicz did back in the 80s, uh, updating it for this modern time. It's a cool twist with Mystique. Just a consistently fun book. Avengers so much fun, actually. So much fun. I was gonna say not maybe not so much fun because it's like big, heavy. Read the book. Yeah, but yeah. there's there like the Thor stuff in there. Oh, yeah, that I was forgot. a lot. Of fun. Thor's in there. Yeah, the boy Gambit. I don't know who that is. He's in there. Avengers Arena number 12, written by Dennis Hopeless, with art by Kev Walker, Jason Gorder, Jean-Francois Bellou. Uh, We've got... uh, I don't really want to talk too much about this, because there's a big spoiler that, you know, if I tell it to you, it gives away one of the big moments in the book. And then, suffice to say, a character you thought was dead comes back in this issue, and it's awesome. I really, really like what... um, what Dennis and Kev are doing in this with the little power bars, like the life mm. meters for all the characters, it's used to great effect in this issue in particular. And uh, a lot of big ass-kicking stuff and some uh, real interesting developments for the uh, the contestants on uh, Murder World or wherever they're calling it. It's Murder World. It's still it's Murder World. Yeah, the yeah. ending was crazy. Yeah. I was, Reminded I, me of an episode of Lost. Ooh, yeah, totally. Yeah. And I, I, I was, like, pouring over it after I read it, and I'm like, I don't 
What? I, yeah, it took me it took me what? a few reads to really get what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, it could definitely mean some interesting stuff for the future. Totes my goats. Daredevil number 28. We just had that big wrap-up of the Bullseye storyline last issue. So here we've got a nice little two-parter, Gist Illustrated by Javier Rodriguez, the regular colorist on the book. Now stepping in and doing the pencils as well as the covers, inked by Alvaro Lopez, and of course Mark Wade writing it. This is cool. If you've seen the cover, it's this jerky-looking kid with a T-shirt that says, I beat Daredevil. That's intriguing in and of itself. And the story itself is about Matt Murdock coming back into contact with the last person you'd expect, the kid who used to call him Daredevil uh, when they were bullying him. And we get a new look at Matt Murdock's origin as he became Daredevil and how this kid basically led to everything that's happened in Matt Murdock's life. This kid's come back as an adult. He needs Matt's help, not Daredevil's help necessarily, but Matt's help as a lawyer. The interaction between them is just... Uh, it's. Wade's a genius with this stuff, you know, bully and tormented, kind of interacting years later, seeing where their lives have gone, the stuff he's asking for. It's just a really unexpected story, and it's a neat way to peel back the layers of the story we've seen many, many, many times, which is the origin of Daredevil from a whole different perspective. There's also a great bit at the beginning where, you know, the ongoing Foggy Nelson stuff, uh, this thing Matt has to do in order to be... Just around foggy. Yeah. Um, it's rough, man. It was rough, but it's also like, man, like Matt Murdock is a good dude. It's just, it's just a really well written book, and Javier Rodriguez totally keeps up the artistic quality of this book. That's on a super high level, and then we get some cool superhero action stuff in the end. Uh, it's really a book with everything. It's, it's a nice self-contained two-parter that gives you some of the ongoing elements, but really just a fun. Uh, way to jump on Daredevil, which we've been encouraging for so long. Really just consistently one of the best books out there. Also, uh, the pencils on that issue mm-hmm. uh, by Javier Rodriguez, mm-hmm. who is normally just the colorist, it was just incredible. I, he's so good. I want to see more of his pencils yeah, in addition to all his, uh, just, his colors. just said all that. Yeah, but I want to say it again. No, you just weren't listening. You were no, reading the I next issue and you I had no listening. idea what I said. Yeah. Fearless Defenders, number six, is what I was catching myself up on because uh, I read it last week. And it's uh, written by Colin Bunn, art by Will Sliney, colored by Veronica Gandini. And uh, super powered, powered up crazy pants, Valkyrie takes care of the Doom Maidens in this issue mm-hmm. and then takes care of all the heroes in this issue. Mm-hmm. And bad stuff happens. Pretty much top to bottom. If you really like happy endings, you will hate this issue, but it's a terrific, terrific story. And uh, we're probably going to hear a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth. Yep. Already, this one. Ellie Pyle's already getting ready for it in the letters page. Good. Um, Hawkeye, number 12, written by Matt Fraction. Art this issue by the great Francesco Francavilla. Last issue, we focused on Pizza Dog. This issue, once again, we don't focus on anyone named Hawkeye. This is a special issue devoted to Trick Shot. Clint's brother, Barney Barton, the hard luck kind of sometimes villainous, sometimes just down on his luck, older brother of Hawkeye, who is living on the streets. Things aren't going well. We find out where he's at. He has some run-ins. It's, it's actually another look at a scene we saw from last issue. He has a run-in with the Russians who have been plaguing Hawkeye since issue one. We get some looks at the past of the Barton brothers. Good character examination of Barney Barton. He's a fun dude. Um, in the sense that he's just uh, he's if Clinton Barton if Clint Barton screwed up, which he is, Barney Barton is you know Clint taken to a thousand like even more 
chinks in the armor, even more things wrong. And Frank Avilla experiments just like David Aha does on this book, does some really cool stuff with the art. The colors are really stark. Um, just a, another fine issue of Hawkeye and an introduction to a character who may be new to a lot of people because he's, you know, he's been out there in Dark Avengers and other places, but you may be meeting him for the first time. Over to Indestructible Hulk, number 10, by Mark Wade and Matteo Scalera, with colors by Val Staples. And uh, this is the second part of the Daredevil Hulk team-up, where they dealt with some uh, crazy weapons and uh, Hydra and all kinds of Baron Zemo-iness. And it's, it's, I really like the dynamic that Mark plays with between Hulk and Daredevil and their relationship and the, the way you know Banner perceives it, um, because it's sort of like... He's inside looking out, and it's almost a different person. Um, a lot of really cool stuff here. Great relationship building, and some ominous stuff up ahead for Hulk. Over to Marvel's Thor, The Dark World, Prelude Number 2, written by Chris Yost, Craig Kyle, and penciled by Ron Lim. Uh, Ron Lim. Ron Lim, yeah, he's on fire lately. Man, man. Um, you know, Chris, Chris Yost is one of the writers on the actual movie, and Craig Kyle is the producer on the film, uh, so you know this is coming directly from the minds who are as deeply entrenched in the film as possible, and that shows uh, I having you know knowing where the movie goes. Uh, this basically takes you right up into the start of the film, and it's really cool. You get to see a lot of Jane and uh, Darcy. You get uh, lots more Loki. You get to find out a little bit how and why Loki is in the prison, uh, which you saw in the teaser that we released a couple months ago. So look for lots more about that. But this is definitely really good if you're looking forward to the film. Over to Secret Avengers number six. We have the fallout from the previous issue where Hawkeye, Black Widow, and Nick Fury were sent to AIM Island to assassinate the Scientist Supreme. Did not go down as expected. Daisy Johnson is now on the run. We see the consequences of her actions both on AIM Island where Mockingbird engages Taskmaster and some shenanigans go down there. We've got James Rhodes trying to deal with the Iron Patriot problem. We've also got Maria Hill trying to kind of play politics and keep S.H.I.E.L.D. going. It's written by Nick Spencer. And we've got some guest art by Butch Geist, which is always a treat. Great time anytime you can see Butch Geist on a comic book. Superior Spider-Man number 13 concludes No Escape, which was written by Dan Slott with Christos Gage, art by Giuseppe Camuncoli. We've got Spider-Man, J. Jonah Jameson, and a whole bunch of hostages on the raft Spider Slayer has empowered Vulture, Scorpion, and Boomerang to try to track these hostages down and take them out for him. Spidey is engaging the Spider Slayer. Uh, again, another book we can't really spoil, but a big turning point happens here as far as Spider-Man and how he's dealing with his villains uh, in terms of J. Jonah Jameson and his relationship with Spider-Man. And just a lot of big stuff going down. A lot of questionable moral decisions and the next step for Doc Ock as the superior Spider-Man, what he's going to do to be a very different Spider-Man. And this sets up a huge issue next month. Ultimate Comics Ultimates number 27, written by Joshua Hale Fialkov, art by Carmine D. Jan Domenico. Uh, I mean, the end of last issue was this crazy page of the back of Tony, or the top of Tony Stark's head oh. with light coming out of it. Yeah. You're like, what? And it opens this issue 
with his skull split open, like the the his, it's pretty graphic. His, yeah, it's pretty graphic. Yeah, it's just That's really insane. graphic. You see his brain. His skin is peeled back. There's blood everywhere. There's, his like, skull this is, more, is over here. Yeah, this is worse. I like I watch medical shows on TV and they do not show this much. Yeah, like, it's really like, yeah, intense. It's a much. Not for the squeamish. Uh, basically, Reed Richards is digging into. Uh, evil Reed Richards is digging into Tony Stark's brain to pull out the final Infinity Stone or Infinity Gem. They call them stones over in the Ultimate Universe. But then he, now he just calls stone. it the gem. Well, I think that's more of a, oh, look, it looks kind of like a gem. They seem to be calling them the Infinity Stones. Uh, you've got that going on. You've got Ben Grimm and Susan Storm. Ugh, bad uh, stuff happens. Yeah, I mean, there's a re- another graphic panel, and it's, yeah. it's very simple stuff that Josh and Carmine do to elevate someone like Quicksilver, who mm-hmm. um, just oh, really, really menacing in here. Yep. Still trying to figure out who the hell Kang is. Yep. Uh, we get some really cool insight into the Watchers still don't of... Know, right? This universe? I still don't know. know. You didn't tell me because you're a jerk. Um, I'll tell you if you want. You and, uh, the Watcher uh, thing is awesome. Yeah, that was really cool. I, I dug that. Uh, we get a new uh, Howling Commandos crew. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, there's so many cool things in there. So much about. cool stuff going on in this issue. And then that last page, you're like, oh, what? Yep. Crazy. It's crazy. Isn't really, that? really good. Um, to Uncanny X-Men, number eight, written by Brian Michael Bendis, with art by Chris Pachalo. And this, to me, felt very much like an old-school Uncanny X-Men story. It's, you know, the aftermath right. of some big, heavy stuff. Except they didn't play softball. Then There's no softball, this right. is true. But there's a lot of talking, there's a lot of them like trying to deal with their lives, coming together, figuring out what's next. Uh, we get the introduction to the team of a new mutant. We get the... Um, the, basically the defection of another mutant. We get a lot of cool Cyclops and Magneto stuff. It's a, it's a good breather issue between all the madness that this team goes through. Wolverine number six, part two of Drowning Logan. Uh, we've got this written by Paul Cornell, art by Mirko Pierfederici, who's one of my favorite names in comics. Wolverine is caught on a shield helicarrier where an alien, sentient, bacterial type of thing has infected everyone on board it's taken over all their mind except for him and a small group of agents uh they try to drown him which he has a great flashback where he's just like oh my god this is how i killed my son this is terrible but he needs to fight his way out of the helicarrier we learn the origin of these aliens we learn where they're coming from there's a lot of cost to be paid by the end of the issue there's a big change for wolverine that is going to be major moving forward not just in wolverine but in the marvel universe Final book of the week is Young Avengers number seven by Kieran Gillen, Jamie McKelvey, and Matt Matt Wilson. Yeah, and uh, we get you know uh, a cool story uh, with the. Is this the introduction of these skiffle fuffles? I'm not sure. I don't know if they're like some obscure journey into mystery 1950s alien species or not. I love it. I've never seen them. They're great. They're great. They're basically a bunch of shapeshifters who really like the fact that the scrolls are so badass because yeah. their race isn't, yep. and they pretend to be <laughs> scrolls. But uh, then you know they get sort of get their butts kicked and handed back to their parents by the young Avengers who are you know dealing with stuff. There's a lot of food in this issue. Mm-hmm. It's making me very hungry. It's making me hungry again. Yeah, it's uh, about lunch time here right now yeah uh we've got prodigy who we saw in last issue with tommy yeah uh speed speed, speed disappeared and uh prodigy 
He's been looking for the Young Avengers. He finds them here, tries to you know work with them to get some stuff sorted out, and then things go pear-shaped by yeah. the end. What I really liked about this issue was in Young Avengers so far, it's been kind of like hit the ground running, go, go, go. It's been everyone's having to rescue each other. So we haven't had a chance to see how the new characters interact with the old characters. So in this issue, you got scenes like uh, Hulkling talking to Novar or Miss America interacting with the team. They had that whole thing where yeah. they had like the Tumblr spread. Yeah, of well, it was stuff the Instagram doing. type thing. Oh, Instagram? Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, I do not know. I know I you don't know. I assumed it was Tumblr. No, it's Instagram. Um, so they have like Instagram update. That that was really clever. That yeah. was another really clever Jamie Kelby spread. They have that other spread that's uh, the flashback with Prodigy in the shape of his head and just brilliant stuff all around. I love that scene with the Scarlet Witch. That just keeps cracking me up and Loki's great <laughs> as always. I really like this book and this was a cool like I felt like it's something they hadn't done Novar is knocking me out as far yeah. as being like a breakout character and Miss America there's a lot Miss of really America good Miss too. America I feel like Miss America we're kind of getting teased by uh-huh. but Novar we're actually like getting a lot of and I love that they continually acknowledge that he tried to kill all of them at one point <laughs> like they're not brushing it under the rug yeah. he's like hey you remember when I tried and he's so casual about it he's like you remember when I tried to kill you guys oh yeah that was terrible oh I felt bad <laughs> and his relationship with Hawkeye uh, Kate Bishop I love that too yeah uh, so That's pick it. of the week what do you think Ben <laughs> Uh, I thought Mark Wade slaughtered it this week with both Hulk and Daredevil. Mm. I thought Ultimates continues to be just a really pleasant uh, where-did-this-come-from book. But it's actually the last book we just talked about, Young Avengers, is my pick. I really thought that was a solid issue. And like I said, stuff I hadn't seen from a book I already really liked. Yeah, I'm torn between Ultimates and Young Avengers. Um, I'd probably give it to Ultimates just by a hair. Yeah, those are two good books. Yeah. Cassandra? Yes. What uh, what book are you most excited to read? Um, it's between Wolverine and Avengers Arena. Cool. Interesting. Arena's great too. Yeah. Wolverine, just because of the cool. ending. Yeah. It's crazy. Big ending. Mm-hmm. Big stuff. All right. Very cool. Uh, print collections on sale this week. Avengers Volume Two: The Last White Event Premiere Hardcover. Of course, that's the second volume of Marvel Now Avengers. Dark Tower: The Gunslinger, The Waste Station, out in trade paperback. Central Captain America, Volume 7, trade paperback. FF, Volume 1, Fantastic Foe, F-A-U-X. Means fake. Trade paperback. Thank you. You're welcome. Professor Dictionary. Yep. Gambit, Volume 2, Tombstone Blues, in trade paperback. Hawkeye, Volume 2, Little Hits, in trade paperback. Which even include it goes up to uh, Pizza Dog issue. Really? So it's like that... Holy came out crap. like three weeks ago or something, and boom, you can get it in collection. Collected editions is just on fire. Superior Spider-Man team-up, Superiority Complex, trade paperback, and Thor, Gods, Gladiators, and the Guardians of the Galaxy. What is that? Um, it's a bun- I think it's a bunch of annuals, hmm. if I remember correctly. Hmm. I brought it home, but I didn't uh, dig into it, too. That sounds cool. Yep. All right. So over on the Marvel app, we've got all the stuff that we talked about so far, uh, plus the launch of Wolverine, Japan's most wanted infinite comic, which I'm sure we'll get to during news. Yep. And uh, also on sale on the app this week, we've got Adam, Legend of the Blue Marvel, number one through five. So get you caught up for Mighty mm-hmm. Avengers. Uh, Daredevil, The Man Without Fear, one through five, which is, if you haven't read that, we're going to get to that yeah. on Twim URC at some point. Yep. Uh, Deadpool, Merc with a Mouth, 1 through 13. I think that's the full series. Nice. And uh, Fear Itself, Uncanny X-Force, 1 through 3. Underrated. Very good book. That's the one drawn by Simone, B- Simone, Simone Bianchi, Bianchi mm-hmm. that Rob Williams wrote. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. that one a lot. Yep, yep. 
Uh, also, collections on the app this week include Black Panther, Bad Mother, mm. Deadpool Classic, Volume 4, Marvel Universe, The End, Secret Avengers, Run the Mission, Don't Get Seen, Save the World, which is just one of my awesome. favorites. Awesome oh, man. Uh, 12, Volume 2, and X-Factor, Volume 7, Time and a Half. Meanwhile, over on Marvel Unlimited, our new additions are Cable and X-Force, number 3, Fantastic Four, 2012, Volume, number 3, First X-Men, number 5, Marvel Universe vs. the Avengers, number 4, Punisher Nightmare, number 2, Punisher Warzone from last year, number 3, Secret Avengers, number 36, Superior Spider-Man, number 3, Thor, God of Thunder, number 4, Ultimate Comics X-Men, issue undetermined by whatever intern did this, and Wolverine and the X-Men, number 23. I don't think so. Yes, it was me. Was you? Sorry, it was. I'm owning up to it. Hmm. You think that buys you any points? We'll see. Maybe. We'll see. All right. I think there are actually more issues uh, on the app this week that, uh, in addition to that stuff, but I can't find them yet. They're not there. All right, but we should. But they usually tell us they put in like twenty-five new issues a week, so yeah. always adding more. Yep. All right, Stromy, let's kick it over to you on the West Coast to tell us about what's going on with stuff and TV. Hello there. This week in Marvelites, this is Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom, sometimes known as Stromy, already going a little nuts from San Diego Comic Con prep, but. That's what we do, and that's what we love. So, I'm taking a little break from all that to bring you the latest in what is on air and on sale from Marvel TV this week, beginning with two new episodes of Marvel's Avengers Assemble and Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man. Well, rather, a new episode of each series for two all-new episodes total. You get what I'm going for. This all, of course, kicks off beginning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. First up, all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble entitled Serpent of Doom, which features both the Midgard Serpent and Doctor Doom. See what they did with the title there? Serpent of Doom. You see what they did there. Anyway... As some of you may know, the Midgard Serpent is a rather formidable foe for Thor in that the Asgardian prophecy is that Thor must sacrifice his own life to defeat the Midgard Serpent. As we saw two years ago now, three years ago now, I cannot remember how many years ago now, in Fear Itself. So... The stakes are very high for Thor in this episode. It, of course, also features Doctor Doom. It features more on the Red Skull and the Cabal he's putting together, as we saw at the very end of the second episode of the series. And it also features Ulick the Troll, a personal favorite foe of Thor's, of mine. One of my personal favorite foes of Thor. That was the better way of phrase that sentence. Then, after that, we have an all-new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man entitled Venom Bomb, in which the goblin, the green goblin, sets off a, well, venom bomb on the shield tri-carrier, coating everyone in their own symbiote. Everything goes crazy. Spidey has to team up with his longtime foe, Dr. Octopus, if they have even the remote chance of stopping 
the Goblin. I actually haven't seen this episode yet, but I'm very excited because the episodes featuring the Green Goblin have been some of my favorite from the series so far, so I am very much looking forward to this one. And over in the world of DVD, we have Wolverine Origin now on sale from Marvel Knights Animation. For those of you that aren't familiar, Marvel Knights Animation takes classic Marvel stories and literally takes the comics page and brings it to animated life. They use the original artwork, in this case the artwork by Andy Kubert and Richard Eisenhove, and they use the original script, in this case the script by Paul Jenkins from a story by Jenkins, Joe Quesada, and Bill Jemis. And they do an original voice cast. They bring out animated life. It's really great. It's really gorgeous. Check it out. You can get it now on DVD. You can watch the trailer for it on Marvel.com or on our YouTube channel, Marvel or YouTube.com slash Marvel. So get your copy today. And that pretty much covers everything in this section. I'm gonna throw you back to the guys in New York, but I'll return shortly. Oh man, thank you, Stromy. What an update. That guy. <laughs> that guy. Alright, go. Your turn. Give me a little intro usually. Hey, so we got it's news. time for news. Let's go over to Ben. Hey, guys. we got some comic news for you. We just broke today, Wednesday. You'll be hearing this Thursday that Francesco Francavilla, who we talked earlier about on Hawkeye, is going to be doing uh, the Infinity tie-ins on Guardians of the Galaxy, written by Brian Michael Bendis. So we got some preview art and information on that. All right. And to tell us about Infinite Comics, which we mentioned earlier, we've brought in a very special guest, very rare to this podcast, very hard to book him. And that is senior Infinite Comics editor, Nicholas Lowe. Nick. That's pretty good. It's on the cutting edge of digital technology. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I, Nick, I, what's up with Wolverine, Japan's Most Wanted? I got answers for you guys. Yeah. I got answers. It is a weekly Infinite Comic. Right. Uh, it's 13 parts. Okay. Uh, it is the first of our uh, kind of big initiative of Infinite Comics. We just announced last week that Iron Man will be the second. We announced it yesterday. Yesterday. Not but this will come out uh, probably next week, I imagine. No, nope. it comes out so tomorrow. tomorrow. These... No, really? You... Wow, you guys are really speeding it up, yeah, huh? Yeah, man. We just do it. Interesting. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, but yeah, we, we announced it uh, yesterday about the Iron Man is the next character that gets a, the set of weekly Infinite Comics. Uh, and it is super exciting. The first chapter just came out on a Tuesday, and it rocks. Um, Who's the creative team on this book? Okay, well, it is. The writers are uh, Jason Aaron and Jason Latour. Mm-hmm. Jason Latour, one of the rising stars of uh, Marvel writing core. He Correct. did a really kick-ass, can I say that? Yeah, you can. Yeah. Kick-ass yeah, Winter Soldier uh, run. We yeah. loved Winter, loved Winter Soldier. Freaking incredible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's doing the line share of the writing. Jason, as Wolverine the X-Men writer, worked with... Uh, mm-hmm. Jason Aaron worked with Jason Latour on the kind of overall plot, but Jason uh, Latour is doing a great job of the heavy lifting and the writing. We've got Yves Bijarel, who is mm. kind of like the granddaddy yeah. of Infinite Comics. Godfather. He, yep, the, indeed, the godfather. Mm. He's doing storyboards. Sounds better than granddaddy. The granddaddy. Sa- says you, Ben Morris. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, doing, la- doing the storyboards. Uh, Paco Diaz mm-hmm. is on main art chores, and uh, Israel Silva, who is amazing. I'm trying not to cuss so much. <laughs> we appreciate it. I, I'm glad. 
uh, he he is doing such a great job on the colors. Uh, yeah. But it's a it's a really terrific book, uh, and I, I'm just kind of overseeing it. Janine Schaefer is like the real editor, and she and Jennifer Smith are doing the heavy lifting on the editorial side, um, but but kind of you know overseeing and, and taking credit for all their work. That's great, right, as you now, should. Now, like you said, in October we've got the Iron Man Infinite comic. Frontier. I'll take credit for that, even though yeah. I have zero to do with zero that. Zero to do with it. Zero. I know that's written that's Mark by... That's Mark Panisha. Yep. Written, by, written by Karen Gillan and Al Ewing. Yep. Art by Land Medina. And Doctor Doom's going to be in it. And it's going to take place in space. Call the doctor. Yep. <laughs> uh, talk to the doctor. Yeah, it's going to be super cool. I mean, you cool. did have your fingerprints on it because you basically invented Infinite Comics, right? Yeah, I both invented the idea of infinity mm-hmm. uh, as something that doesn't that has no, no either the beginning concept. or an end. Yeah, the right. concept. The abstract yeah, yeah. concept. Not the book infinity. No, I mean, that's... I'll take credit for that, sure. too. Yeah. Uh, but the concept of infinity yep. and the concept of comics. Yep. Uh, back when I... Uh, just buried the idea of the yellow kid, like you know. Like, yeah. That's what's called. First right? time the yellow kids were mentioned on this week in Marvel. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> we did it, guys. But not the last. Not the last. For sure. sure. Now, that the I flood, think, now that the floodgates have opened. No. We have yellow kid talk every week. <laughs> Fives true. of our listeners will yeah. know what that is. Uh, but yeah, but it's it's uh, but these are really exciting. The story is awesome. There's a mm-hmm. great twist at the end of the first one. Have we talked about that? Are we giving spoilers or no? Uh, we don't want to give no. spoilers. Yeah, no we want spoilers. people to read them and enjoy them. Go, but go, go yeah. pick it up because it's yeah. got a, the first chapter, and really all the chapters have really good twist endings, cliffhangers. They're going to keep you coming back for more. You are not going to be able to stop reading these comics. Now, Nick, how can I get this? Can I go to my local comic book store and pick up a paper copy? You cannot, Ben Morris. Oh, really? Then what do I do? Well, it, you need some sort of electronic device right? that can link up with As most the people internet. have. It's true. Yes. Uh, the best way to do it is uh, go through your Marvel app. You can do that on your uh, iPhone or iPad or your Android device. Or on your computer, there's a, a Marvel app on Chrome. Mm-hmm. There's various ways to get there, uh, but you want to go on there, and it, it'll pop right up on the head on the part of the store, Wolverine Japan's Most Wanted. You click on that, you buy it. It's two ninety nine, uh, worth every penny, because this is the cutting edge of comic book as in the comic book art form in a digital way. Right. Boom! Yeah, cool. You sold me. And I was dancing the whole time. The Soft whole shoe. Time. Yep. And Soft balancing shoe. plates. It's true. <laughs> it was incredible. Not spinning them. Not just spinning balancing them. That's them. next yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're working on yeah, it. I'm You're getting there. Slow. Yeah, I got to move slow. I got to move slow. Yeah. Well, uh, we're going to have the podcast live next Thursday at Comic Con, so we hope you dive over the table. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see what I can wreck this year. Yeah. Well, last Let's year, we out. had you diving over, and then we also had you in the makeup. It's true. My comic, oh, right. comic, yeah, comic up. So you're always a highlight of Marvel Live yeah. at uh, San Diego Comic Con. I almost went real dark <laughs> with comic makeup. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm going to try to spare the listeners yeah. from save having it, really save depressing it for next thoughts. Week when we're yeah. live sounds great. That yeah. sounds Don't even waste better. it here. We can just cut it out. Here. Yep, that sounds like a plan. <laughs> okay, I probably should have just said it. Then you could have just cut it out, and I would have, and I would have still had the joke. Yeah. Oh well. Well, I love all you listeners. Come say hi to me at San Diego Comic-Con. I'll be walking around. Give me a high five. Give me a hug. Uh, all that sort of don't stuff. Don't get too close, though. Yeah, don't get too close. I, I, I don't know. I was, He'll never I'll let leave you that go. one there, too. He'll never let you nope, go. It's true. It's true. <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Bye. Thanks, Nick. It's like a Pee Wee Herman episode. It's a wacky guest coming. Uh, I don't, can't even follow that. We have one other piece of news that we interviewed Matt Kent. About uh, Infinity the Hunt. And it was really fun. Cool. It's going to be a fun book. Awesome. Uh, I think Nick edited it. Probably should have just kept yeah, it. Yeah, talk about that. Oh, well. Um, all right. 
uh, plenty more this week. We I literally just before walking in here yep. debuted the box art, a really great cool poster for Lego Marvel Superheroes, the upcoming video game that was exclusive to us. It was a fun thing. It's you know uh, if you guys saw our announcement about Robert Downey Jr. Uh, signing on for the second and third Avengers films. Uh, that was exclusive to us. Same thing with this Lego. We're going to be doing a lot more exclusive announcements on Marvel.com and our Marvel social pages. So make sure you're following uh, me and Marvel and everything about us. Uh, in addition to the box art, the story talked about uh, all the fun stuff that you can do with Lego Marvel Superheroes at Comic-Con. So it'll be playable at three different places, including the Marvel booth, and uh, I'll be over there playing it when I have free time. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's a Marvel panel that uh, Arthur Parsons, who is the game director, he'll be on it, um, and maybe there'll be some cool stuff coming out of that. We're also going to have Arthur on the Marvel live show throughout twice during the week to talk about some fun stuff. Uh, it's really going to be a, a great time for not just Lego Marvel superheroes, but all Marvel games. I was looking at what we're announcing and talking about at the panel, and I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. So there'll be a lot of that stuff going on. Um, what else? Uh, we, I'm sure Strami will talk about it as well, but there's the Captain America, the Winter Soldier poster that just debuted, and that you'll be able to see all around San Diego as well. You Right now... We've got um, the Thor posters out there hanging on the light poles, but we're going to be adding Captain America to the mix. Uh, also in San Diego, a bunch of the trolleys are uh, covered in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, wrapping, so that's pretty cool. We're taking over, as we always do. Uh, and, you know, for all things Comic-Con, go to marvel.com slash SDCC2013. That's where all our news stories will be. That's where all our live blogs are linked at. That's where um, you know our live video and any other videos we capture. Everything will be there. Uh, yeah, 14 live blogs this convention. Mm. Um, so it's going to be something. It's a good thing we have a large crew going out. A bunch of our interns are coming. Uh, Strami's intern, a former intern, yeah. uh, all our staff. It's It's going to be... Uh, a heck of a time, and we're excited for it. Meanwhile, running the New York office alone will be Cassandra. Holding down the fort. Good job. No <laughs> rules. <laughs> Uh-oh. This no, is a horrible mistake. Yeah. Hey, Stromy, tell us about your news this week. Hello once again this week in Marvelites, Marvel.com associate editor Mark Strom returning to you once again with a lot of very, very excellent news. We can kick things off with the fact that we revealed the teaser poster for Captain America The Winter Soldier this week. Of course, the movie doesn't hit theaters until April 4th, 2013, but you'll be able to get some more Cap news at Marvel Studios Hall H presentation at San Diego Comic-Con this, well not this upcoming Saturday, but a week from Saturday, July 20th, in the evening. And if you won't be able to make it there to Comic-Con, we will, as always, be live blogging the entire thing, bringing you the latest news, and yeah, there should be some very cool Cap stuff coming out of there. We also had the exclusive reveal of the LEGO Marvel Super Heroes video game box art on Marvel.com. You can check it out right now. It's a great, great 
image features tons of your favorite heroes, obviously Iron Man, Spider-Man, Captain America, Thor, Hulk, Black Widow, tons of heroes. This game is going to be so amazing and to get just a little bit of an idea of how cool it's going to be, again, if you're at San Diego Comic-Con, you can check out the Marvel Games panel Saturday at 12.30 p.m., where game director Arthur Parsons will be there to talk about the game and maybe talk about some new cool stuff that we haven't seen yet. We'll also be talking to Arthur Parsons on Marvel Live at various points throughout the weekend. And if you won't be there for the panel itself on Saturday. Again, live blog. You can check it out all on marvel.com. Jumping over into the world of Marvel television, because we have a ton of Marvel television news this week. Starting off with something that isn't exclusive to Marvel television, but has a lot to do with it, is Share Your Universe, which is a new initiative that we've started that is all about sharing the Marvel Universe with the kids in your life. We had a live blog, a press call on it this past Tuesday in which Marvel have television Jeff Loeb, President Dan Buckley, and also Court Lane from the Animation Group talked about all that this entails, including you know free comics, free episodes of Marvel's Avengers Assemble on Xbox, tons of other stuff. You can check out all the details now on Marvel.com and let us know on Twitter, on Facebook, how you share your Marvel Universe with the kids in your life. You can check out Facebook.com slash ShareYourUniverse for even more. And jumping from there, over into some more Ultimate Spider-Man and Avengers Assemble news, we kicked off a weekly series of... I don't want to say recaps, but a weekly series of new looks at episodes of Avengers Assemble entitled The Avengers Hold Court, in which we talk with Court Lane, who is a supervising producer on the series, about the past week's episode. So every Monday after a new episode, we'll have a new Q&A with Court talking about some of the storylines, some of the characters. This one we talked a lot about Falcon since this past Sunday's episode was really all about the Falcon and him joining the team. And you can look forward to more of those every Monday after a new episode. Of course, if you missed last week's episode of either Marvel's Avengers Assemble or Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man, well, for shame, but you can still catch them on iTunes. Last weekend's episode of Ultimate Spider-Man featured Deadpool, and it was amazing. And like I said, last weekend's episode of Avengers Assemble featured the Falcon, but also the Space Phantom, which was the Avengers' second-ever foe from the Avengers number two, appropriately enough. So you can get caught up on all of that. You can also catch a full episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man on Marvel.com, streaming for free. This is uh, Season 1, Episode 18, featuring Damage Control, which is maybe one of my favorite groups from the Marvel Universe. Of course, they go around cleaning up all the wreckage that superheroes leave in their wake. So... 
watch that right now on marvel.com streaming for free and of course there are the new episodes of marvel's ultimate spider-man and marvel's avengers alliance coming up i'm sorry avengers assemble avengers alliance is our facebook game new episodes coming up this sunday i talked to bomb but by the time this goes up you should be able to see some previews of them up on marvel.com or at the very least of avengers assemble so look for that but going from animation to live action, we had some Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. news. We had a new behind-the-scenes featurette featuring actor Brett Dalton talking about his character, Agent Grant Ward, who is a black ops specialist and sort of brings a lot of, well, force to the show. And you can check out more about him right now, both on our YouTube page at youtube.com slash marvel, as well as marvel.com. We showed you the San Diego trolleys, which have been refitted with a nice Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, skin, I suppose you should say. I don't know, what do you call that when you, like, put a new... Yeah, we'll call, we'll call it the skin. It received a new paint job. Paint job. We'll go with that. So, of course, that is to celebrate San Diego Comic-Con, which is next week. Preview night is next Wednesday, July 17th, and the main show is July 18th to 21st. Have I mentioned that we'll be live the entire time? Because we will. So you have that to look forward to. And... Beyond that, I should also mention that Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has its own panel. The Friday of Comic-Con, which is July 19th, it is from 145 to 3 in Ballroom 20 in the Convention Center. So you have that to look forward to. And I know I've mentioned this before, but if you can't make it, don't worry. We'll be live blogging the panel. We will not be live streaming the panel I should be sure to note there will be no live streaming of any of the panels at, at uh, San Diego Comic-Con, but we will be there live blogging to let you know about all the news as it comes up. So that pretty much covers everything I've got for this week. We will, well, next week I suppose we'll be speaking to you from San Diego Comic-Con, and I will probably have less hair than I do at the moment. Uh, but we'll make it. Anyway, I hope you all have a great week, a great weekend, and I will speak to many of you in less than seven days from San Diego on Marvel Live. Be sure to catch it beginning Wednesday night. And until then, I'll send you back to the fine fellows in New York. All right. Time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments. If you are just joining us, you can use the hashtag ThisWeekinMarvel and tweet the questions. We'll pull them for the, the next time we're grabbing questions, which is in two weeks. Uh, ask us about anything Marvel or about the show, whatever you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. uh, and again, one more reminder, the TWIM Unlimited Reading Club selection this week is Marvels. You can check that out on the app or on the site. Uh, nice, big, beautiful banner for it. All right, first up, we've got one patriot. He says, what is an annual comic? For example, Hawkeye Annual Number 1, which comes out July 24th. That's an interesting question to answer. It's basically a, I think the first ever annual we really did was the Fantastic Four Annual back in the day. and it That was, was the wedding? 
I don't know if the first one was the wedding. Mm. It may have been. Um, but it was basically, I, I th- the first one was either the wedding or it was the one where uh, Namor discovered Atlantis. I think it was the wedding. <laughs> but the concept of the manual was Stanley and Jack Kirby were basically like, all right, you know what, once a year we want to do an extra-sized, uh, bigger-than-normal kind of one-shot issue with some sort of special occasion. Uh, so it would be a wedding or it would be Namor finding his people. Or I remember the first Amazing Spider-Man was the first appearance of the Sinister Six. So that started back in the 60s, basically the idea like it's an extra, back then, 13th issue uh, that would, some special event would take place and it would be longer than normal. Yeah, kind of giant sized and and have a marquee feel to it. Over the years, annuals have been used for different things. Uh, When we were kids in the 90s, they used to, they would have like multi-part storylines in different annuals, like the four X-Men annuals would have a four-part storyline, the different Avengers books, stuff like that. Annuals have come and gone, but at the end of the day, it's usually the one thing is that it's longer than a normal book. It doesn't always have the normal art team. It's usually like a cool place to use like a special artist or stuff like that. And sometimes it'll be a standalone story. Sometimes it'll be a key story for something that's going on in the series. I know for Hawkeye, for example, um, it's going to focus on Kate Bishop and it's going to set up a lot of stuff coming up for her. Cool. But there's no defined thing that makes something an annual other than that it's in addition to the regular series and it's larger than normal. I think I think that's pretty solid. I don't think I've ever seen like a normal sized twenty two page annual. They don't generally do that. No. It's usually so I was gonna say it's it, it's no longer the thirteenth issue because now we put out like twenty four issues of the comic book here. So it's like the twenty fifth issue. Yeah. And more from One Patriot he says Avengers AI is a three dollar comic. Did Marvel lower their prices or is it not going to include the free digital version? Uh, we have two price points really. It's two ninety nine, which gets you the print comic or the digital comic. Um, you know, that's the same price on either one. Or uh, $3.99 for the print comic, which gets you the free digital version. Uh, so that's just that standard. It's been that way for uh, a, a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, so Avengers AI is $3. You do not get the digital version with it. Another one from One Patriot. He says he uh, lives in West Michigan. Because yeah. so, he posted that pic of the phoenix in the sky. So if you lived in West Michigan, oh. um, the end times are near. I just read an article about Kid Rock and his cruise. He has a, a Kid Rock like cruise. He's from Michigan. Fun fact. Yeah, good tie back. Yep. Uh, another one from One Patriot. Why are reading an article on Kid Rock? It was in GQ. Okay. It was, it was fascinating. I didn't even know you were at GQ. I do. Learn something new every day. Uh, listening to This Week of Marvel 86.5 with Jeff Allen. He's got a potty mouth. I thought this was an all-ages podcast. I had nothing to do with that one. I don't know what to I, I should hope that Blake uh, edited those. If there's it's lots of be beats. reckoning. Yeah. Blake. Who's Jeff Allen? I someone we interviewed All right. uh, thanks for making Avengers clean enough that our church camp chose it to show to teens tonight you're That's very cool. welcome uh, we, I, it actually is something that we think about yeah. we want to make films that a parent can go see with their kids and Avengers I mean not the number of families who are super excited to see it it was mm-hmm. so great and it's it doesn't talk down to kids it doesn't uh it's not, you know, a, a movie that parents don't want to see. It's great for everyone. It's perfect all-ages entertainment. Yeah, and it's cool you're showing it at camp, because I remember when I was a camp counselor, and, of course, I was a huge comics fan. And, again, I branded the same thing. You could only show certain movies, because you're dealing with kids, and I would always show, you know, the X-Men movies and the Spider-Man movies. It was a great way to get them uh, interested in comics. Cool. Uh, last one from One Patriot. He says, 
Reading Infinity Bios on Marvel.com. Now I have to get Unlimited to catch up on all the backstory. Yeah, if you guys haven't read those, they're awesome. Brett White, uh, one of our freelancers and friends. I don't know, you consider Brett a friend? Yeah. He's like an associate. Oh, you don't you don't have Instagram, but he was <laughs> yesterday uh, he was posting panels from Executioner Song. Oh, really? Yeah, like, I love he Brett. was picking like a bunch of random Brett's ones. Brett's like the, the, the little brother I never had. Yeah. Just because he, he has all the same interests as yeah. us. Um, but yeah, Brett did a great series where he did little capsule bios for all the major players, the Avengers who are going to be in Infinity, and we also included like little Marvel Unlimited links to them, so it's a really good, when you're getting ready for Infinity, if you don't know all these characters, he's got all the big ones like Cap, Hulk, Iron Man, all those, but also people you might not know like Smasher or Starbrand or even someone like Shang-Chi, it's, it's a really good informational piece, so those are still up on the website right now. All right, El Comanche. Just started playing Avengers Alliance for the iPhone. Really loving it. We'll be adding more characters like Cable. Anthony, yeah, you'll you'll see more characters and more updates coming. Um, I mean, the rollout that happened on the uh, the Facebook version and the the Playdom version. You know, those characters were added periodically. I'm sure you'll get those on the iPhone version as well. Another one from Anthony. The mobile version is great because I'm usually on the move and don't get to sit at a computer. Too bad I had to, start, I had to start over. That is a bummer. I hear you. And is there a way to sell items in Avengers Alliance iOS version? I have weapons that I don't actually need. Thanks. Uh, Anthony, I honestly don't know. I don't play the iPhone, the iOS version. Um, I'm, I, I would assume that, like the Facebook version, you know, they'll, they'll add a lot of features as they go along. They wanted to get it up and get it running. Uh, so, you know, all in due time. Here's one from me, what? Ben J. Morse, and it was when I was talking to new employees about Blake Garris, and I said, if you're nice to Blake, he'll turn on you. If you're mean to Blake, he'll turn on you, which is true. And Ref Gemlin replied... What new employee? Uh, maybe an intern or something? Sure. Maybe a new video guy? I don't yeah, know. whatever. Who knows? I forgot them already. Um, and Ref Gemlin replied, clearly these new recruits never listened to classic episodes of This Week in Marvel, hashtag Blake Brigade. Hashtag mental scarring. Yeah, we need... Well, hopefully Blake will be around a little bit when we're recording next week. Blake hasn't, so, Blake hasn't been on podcast in like 50 episodes. No, I know, but it'd be nice to bring him back every once in a while. Old school. Yeah. All right. At Dreamy Robot tweets, Since the memory is fresh in my head from reading Annihilation, it seems Ryder suited Gamora better than Tony. Haha. <laughs> Hashtag lewd. It's true, man. She she was she was all over Nova. She didn't know anything to do with Iron Man and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Nova was like, yeah. Nova was all man. Give me some of that Nova. <laughs> she said, I'm sure, and will in the movie. Uh, Centurion Joe tweets, uh, you know what bothered me? I'm pretty sure two weeks ago Spidey had his normal outfit on in Avengers 14. I got a simple explanation for you, Joe. Laundry day. <laughs> Superior outfit was in... In the wash. It's okay. So you had to wear the old school one. It's going to be fine. It happens. Another one, he says, now he's wearing the new one. My brain is screaming at me about that. I told you, dude. It's got, you can't, that, that outfit is nice. It's got that embossed spider logo. It's got the claws. Like, you got to take care of that thing. Yeah. If you just wear it all the time, you don't want to rip it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Doc Doc is a man of elegant taste. He true. wants to make sure he's pristine. Right, especially, and also, you know what, Avengers 14, that's the one where they were they were fighting those guys, like, over in Australia or wherever they were. Yeah. They, you know, he may, he may not want to wear his nice clothes over to Australia. He, I wouldn't. A form, it's a former penal colony. Yeah. They may, he may think it will get dirty. Yep. Uh, another one from Joey says, Avengers AI was enjoyable, but Avengers 15 and Superior Foes stole the show. I really enjoyed both of those. Yep. Agreed. Uh, it was pretty funny seeing the gift hammer head 
the gift Hammerhead left him. Uh, mm-hmm. Him being Boomerang, I really hope it does well. Me too. I yeah. want to see that book too well. Yeah, Foes is a super fun book. And last one from Joey says, What if AVX was an interesting book, but I'm more than excited to see Sam with the Phoenix Force? Sam, Sam Alexander? I guess so. He is one of the, the five right. that they show in the next couple. That makes sense. I thought yeah. Cannonball for a second. I know. That doesn't I, make sense. No. Cannonball, no longer the preeminent Sam in the Marvel Universe. <sighs> Remember well, when... Like, same powers, too. Sam Powers. Oh. Same powers. Cannonball and Nova, they're both, they both you know, yeah. project themselves. Does Sam still have like the force field? Uh, Cannonball still have the force field? Yeah, of course. Okay. I remember, remember when for, Sauron yeah. stabbed him and they were yeah. like, oh no! Yeah, no, he's always had yeah, he always had the force field. That was the whole thing is when he's blasting, he's invulnerable. Yeah. Um, that's, that's one. Except that one time. Yeah, except that one. I don't know how that worked. Uh, <laughs> his power shorted his out. His power just did not work. Yeah. Sauron's just that tough. He is. I hope Brett White's listening right now. He's the number one <laughs> cannonball fan. He can tell us about it. All right, Chris Vaughn, Immortal Thor 99. Since Red She-Hulk and Journey to Mystery are going away, having about how about having them join Fearless Defenders? That'd be a cool idea. They're certainly eligible for it, but, you know, they could they could also show up in Avengers or FF. These characters can Correct. be anywhere. They could, there's a lot of good spots for them. Yeah. Christopher Short, where is or are Longshot, Dazzler, and Quasar nowadays? I miss them. Any chance of them coming back? Longshot is still appearing in X-Factor. Yep. That book is not wrapped yet. Dazzler just showed up in Uncanny X-Men. Yep. And Quasar is in space. <laughs> He's just like sitting around like, I'm kind of yes, bored. come on. Is there anything for Somebody you? call me. Yeah. We're going out to space soon, so who knows? Maybe you'll <laughs> see some Quasar. Dan Bochiccio. Anyone else agree that Remender's Uncanny X-Force run needs some omnibus respect? Hashtag hands down. That'd be cool. Uncanny X-Force Omnibus. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Another one from Dan. Northstar. Amazing progressive character. His speed always pushes him ahead of the times. He needs a book Hawkeye style. Hmm. Yeah. A really cool, neat. like, offbeat Northstar book could be fun. Yeah, that's uh, he's a lot all, of potential there. The only thing is, he's such a jerk. He is a jerk. He's such a jerk. Yeah. It's hard to relate to him sometimes. That's true. It's hard with protagonists who are jerks. But, I mean, you know. Yeah. Quicksilver had a book for a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Another speedster jerk. Most yeah. speedsters are jerks. Yeah. Yeah. I, they just get impatient. Yep. Uh, and another one on North Star from Dan. Supreme Court. I don't know why he hashtag Supreme Court. Supreme Court rulings mean that North Star can most likely stay in the U.S. His state marriage is now federally recognized. USA. USA. His, USA. His Yeah, his husband is an American citizen. Right? Yeah. He's not a Canadian. Okay. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. At Demox21 says, any plans to implement the AR feature into digital comics and comicsology, or will that remain print exclusive? Hmm, I would stay tuned to things that we talk about, Dom. Over to Almaraz1983, he says, what if AVX issue one was great? It's definitely my pick of the week. Face Soprano tweets, the reason I asked about Northstar last time is that he had serious immigration issues and then hasn't been seen since sex termination. I was worried he may have had to leave the country. I may be overreacting, but you never know. Well, extermination just ended. It's it's fair, but he is he is still dealing with those immigration issues, and we'll be dealing with them in the future. Although maybe not much longer, because now Dan Vichicio is representing him in the <laughs> Supreme Court. Yeah, is going to get him recognized as a uh, a legal immigrant. Uh, and then finally, last one is: Are there any merch websites you would recommend other than We Love Fine? Their international shipping is way too expensive. Barbershop window. That's <laughs> not one of oh, ours. Maybe for Marvel stuff. Yeah. Well, for wrestling T-shirts, they're great. Um, you, I mean, the, there's the Marvel shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't have everything, but they have a lot of stuff. Uh, 
Midtown Comics. Yeah. You know, yep, they, they have tons of stuff. You just, you know, you're going to have to sort of look around for what you want. I just like We Love Fine because yep. I really like their shirts. Gunhild Skjold, our favorite. Storm is from Africa, isn't she? In Indeed. response to African Heroes from last week. And then Simon Seb says she grew up in Egypt, but she was born in New York, which is true. Right. She's technically American. Mm. Another one from Gunhild brought, bought the first collection of Avengers Arena today. Looking forward to reading it. Hope you dig it. And she said, feel like we got a nice catch today. Shows us an Instagram of all the stuff she bought. We got some... Ultimate Spider-Man in there, FF, New X-Men, Man Without Fear. Yeah, that's a good... That's a good. A lot of good stuff. Well done. HW View. Which Avengers team would you take into a final battle? Remender Avengers or Jonathan Hickman Avengers? Uh, Jonathan Hickman Avengers yeah. because there's like 50 that's of them. That's what I was just going to say. There's Yeah. <laughs> Remenders, there's like six of them. Jonathan also, Hickman's like everyone. I think everyone from Remender's team except Rogue and Havoc is already yeah. on. Also, you have Hyperion and yep. Thor... And Hulk. And Hulk. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that yeah, team. Thanks. I'll go with them. Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain... Uh, and then um, Nightmask and... Uh, Starbrand. Starbrand. Yeah, sure. Starbrand went toe-to-toe with the entire yeah. team. I'll take them. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi. I will take Shang-Chi in a heartbeat. Right? No offense, Uncanny Avengers. You know what? I mean, Screw you, bad. Rick. They're not bad. <laughs> they're okay. It's just the numbers. No, totally. Uh, which wrestler is your dream guest to get for this week in Marvel podcast? Um, I probably just want Mick Foley. I mean, I just I would love to talk to Mick about yeah, I think you know, know the best stories. Yeah, yeah. great stories. Uh, and, I mean, I've read his books mm-hmm. and I've watched him wrestle for so long. That would be terrific. I agree. Uh, also, I think we'd want to get Sean. I was going to say Sean Michaels back because we had him briefly. Not on a pot. Well, yeah, I guess that was technically this week in Marvel. Was it? We did. It was an early point five. Interesting. No, it was not. It was an episode of The Watcher. Right. There uh, you go. So, yes, I'd love yeah. to get him. And, I mean, Ultimate? If, if ultimate could, Warrior? No. <laughs> if we could get anyone and the, the laws of, you know, nature didn't fly, Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. But unfortunately, that will never happen. Great. Now you just brought everybody Sorry. down. Sorry. And uh, finally, from HWView, we have great cameo by Nick Lowe in the latest podcast, hashtag destruction. Who is the next editor you want to add to the This Week in Marvel fold? Who have we not had? So we had Brevoort, we've, had we've not had most of the editors. No, we've had. Well, I'm thinking extending over to the the other podcasts when we do the uh, uh, Age of Ultron ones, the AVX ones, because we had Jake and Lauren and Janine. And yeah, that's true. Steve. I guess Steve broke in here once. Never had Axel. Mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah, it'd be fun. Or Joe. Yeah. Um, Sana. Sana would be fun. Yeah, she's she great. Sana on the podcast. Remember they when they wanted to have their own podcast? I do. That went nowhere fast. Yeah. yeah. Uh, hey. Not our fault. We tried to help. At Wheeler Madness <laughs> tweets, All New X-Men number 13 was so good. Writing for original team was great, plus new Viper and Silver Samurai can't get enough. You know, I didn't even connect in All New X-Men with Viper and Silver Samurai. They were both in the uh, original Wolverine series that we read for mm-hmm. last week. Even though it's a new Silver Samurai. That's cool. Um, at James Raynor Nine tweets, Avengers Assemble is slash was a movie tie-in. Besides uh, AU crossovers, will it be larger part of Marvel now? Uh, I don't know where you've been, James, but Avengers Assemble was never a movie tie-in per se. It had the movie cast when Brian Bendis first launched it, uh, but that was just it was still set in the Marvel universe. And after Kelly Sue DeConnick took over, she definitely tied it in with other stuff going on in the Marvel Universe. It's going to be crossing over into Infinity. So it is set firmly in Marvel now. Boom. 
At my rad, uh, my radcast tweets just. Uh, he added yeah. Ben, not you, but at I'm Ben. Glad Ben got this. Yeah, just finished this week in Marvel and heard one of you were looking for X Men Alert. Oh, I think I have a copy if you want. I it. will. T- I don't have my copy of X Men Alert anymore. Jim, you should link up with Ben J Morse. Yep. Uh, or figure out yeah. some sort this, of exchange. This, this Ben guy probably already took it. Yeah, he probably said, "Yeah, send it to me." Hello. No, we need to get that sent to uh, to the office. Yeah, we'll just play it totally. all day. John Gibson at Jekyll Geek. I am slightly bummed that Angel is available through PvP. He would have made a rad Apocalypse spec off hero. Well, he'll be available for purchase later. Yeah, they always. No, I think it. he's more saying he wants an Apocalypse spec off, which would be cool. Yeah. And just because Angel's already available doesn't mean we can never have an Apocalypse spec off. There's there plenty of Apocalypse so characters. So many Apocalypse characters. Yeah, I'm just thinking off the top of my head. I mean, we could even... Who from Uncanny X... Do we have all the Uncanny X-Force characters already, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, Wonder Man's now, Rogue, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Havoc is... I mean, they're... No, I was thinking Uncanny X-Force. Oh, Uncanny Apocalypse X-Force. Stuff. We yeah. already have all of them, though. Yeah. Um, there are plenty of Apocalypse characters. Yeah. Let's do Caliban. How about that? <laughs> Big muscle Caliban big muscle or crazy Caliban. big eyes I think skinny Caliban? As skinny eyes Caliban, but one of his powers is that he can bulk oh. up into big muscle Caliban. <laughs> um, another one from John. I have an awesome idea. You should cancel Gambit and replace it with Cable and Nova. Rich Rider, of course, ultimate team up. Hmm. Interesting. A, a Cable and Nova team up book. I don't know very, how you set that up. I don't It wouldn't work because. I, it might work. They're both great characters, but it's like the whole thing with Cable. Where does he work with Deadpool? Is Cable's this old grizzled soldier, and he could play off, uh, you know, crazy Deadpool. And they have years of history. Yeah, they have years of history, but also, like, Rich Rider, particularly after Annihilation and all that, he's kind of like the same deal. He's like a grizzled soldier. They, they've both seen so much. Yeah. It would be like be like having two Danny Glovers in uh, Lethal Weapon. He's getting too old for younger. Those yeah, they're both getting too old for... Yeah. Yeah. Cool idea, though. <laughs> At Krika83... <clears throat> Krista tweets, when can fans expect more publicity in trailers for Thor The Dark World? Hashtag can't wait for November 2nd, 7th. Uh, hashtag Loki. Um, I can't tell you, mm. uh, but you should stay tuned to our Marvel Live coverage at Comic-Con. We have said that Thor and Captain America will be the focus for our Marvel Studios panel on Saturday of Comic-Con. We'll be live uh, blogging that, and you know we'll be talking about it on the live stream. Anything that comes up, you will hear more about it there, but for, uh, you know, if you want a trailer or something, I can't tell you that. Sorry. At Johnny Temples tweets, trying to catch up on this week in Marvel. I'm like two months behind. Hashtag slacking. What would it be like to... Because I know what it's like for us to record these just to listen to like eight of them in a row. Yeah. Someone tell me. Congratulations. Tell me what it's like. Uh, another one from Kyle. He says, Dennis Hopeless, how could you? I want to smack my tablet now. Uh, and then he yeah. shows a picture of... Mm-hmm. Yeah, Avengers Arena number 10. Yeah. Uh, more from Kyle. He says, Captain America 8, how could you, remember? Just scolding. Just, just scolding writers. Angry at writers. This issue was is an emotional roller coaster. I want to cry. Well done. Uh, another one from Kyle says, job search done, watching Captain America. Why? Because I can. Uh, hope you got the job. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, let us know. Uh, he says, I'm still upset over the events that have taken place in Avengers Arena. Poor, won't say the character's name, damn you, Apex. Uh, another one. So now at Marvel, there is a writer with the surname Hope. Him and Hopeless should team up. Young Avengers versus Avengers Arena. Who's the... Who's Hope? Who's... I don't know. Uh, I didn't know there was someone. 
It says Young Avengers Defenders Arena is someone. Young Avengers, Young Avengers. It's Karen Gillan. Uh, Emma, who was the artist in the last issue? It was not, her, yeah. her name was not Ove. She wasn't a writer. Yeah. Let's look into this one. Okay. <laughs> uh, two more from Kyle says, I'm actually growing to like Nova, but Titus is a jerk bag. This is true. Totally. And Star-Lord's dad has been added to the list of jerk bags. Yeah, you know, I was reading that Star-Lord Hollow Crown reprint thing, which was great, by the way. Mm-hmm. The original Star-Lord stuff. And, and I feel bad because his, his dad was a... He seemed like a pretty cool a pretty guy. Pretty cool guy. At yeah. The, at the end, they sort of like, yeah. hey, we're going to road hey, trip. Hey, buddies. Hey, this, this other guy yeah. who's not really my brother, but I'm calling my brother. He's going to take over. Yep. Let's go. Yeah, his dad seems so cool. Yeah. Like, he was such a nice guy. But, you know. Things happen. Things things change. Yeah. Kyle Martinick. Remember Combo Man, the guy yeah. who's just pieces of Marvel heroes breaking side together for combos? When's he coming back? Not soon enough yeah. is the answer. I love Combo, Combo Man. Man. Was fantastic. Best part was he had like the Hulk's like hair, <laughs> like just this stupid green forehead and yeah. hair, Cyclops visor. Like, why would you want the Hulk's hair? Yeah, the least powerful part of him. Are there more villain origin books like Red Skull Incarnate, Books of Doom, and Thanos Rising? Is there a Magneto one? There is a Magneto one. I love the Magneto. Oh one. yeah, Magneto Testament. Uh, fantastic. Hopefully, I think it's available on Unlimited or uh, on the app, but definitely, that's one to check out. It's actually by the same writer who did Red Skull Incarnate, Greg Pak. Mm-hmm. Did a great job on both of those. Um, nothing planned in the immediate future. I, don't, I mean, we've got Superior Foes with Spider Man. So I something. feel like at the retreat we talked about, yeah. there was something we talked about, book. but, um, you know. Villain books are tough. Um, villain origin books are cool. Yeah. Uh, you can also check out uh, Spider-Man vs. Dr. Octopus Year One. That's from a little while back, but mm-hmm. that was Zeb yeah, wrote that. Totally. Get, uh, that, very that's relevant on right Superior Spider-Man right now. So yeah. A lot of good stuff there. The Lewis Tillett tweets, first tweet to This Week in Marvel. I have daughter named Rogue, a Chihuahua named Hulk, and a lizard named Dr. Kurt Connors. Lord. Thought you'd approve. Yes, we do. Wow. Daughter named Rogue. Well done, Lewis. Uh, another one from him he says listening to This Week of Marvel for a while now great show any idea if there are any future movie plans for Punisher uh, as we've talked about on the show many times if it's not something we've announced uh, publicly or is on Marvel.com then it's not something we can talk about so um, sorry Lewis got nothing for you there Nick Beltran tweets Shadowcat plus Vision equals untouchable assuming the Avengers Alliance yeah I think of that I never put Vision yeah, in there right yeah Hmm. Both can like race to Travis <laughs> right after this podcast is over. Uh, Pedro Estrada tweets: Podcast image was changed weekly in the beginning. Now it's once in a while. Could we get weekly profile image changes again? What's this for? Yeah, you know, I talked to Blake about this, and he is this for iTunes? For however it's displaying, uh, we. I mean, he, I, he and I make new ones every yeah, week. You guys change it every yeah, week. So I, don't I don't know, know what, what that is. I don't know what the deal is there. We definitely change it every week. Yeah. So another one from Pedro he says, "When can I get Stromy laugh as a ringtone? I must have it." Uh, it's illegal in like forty-eight states. Yeah, it hurts. Yeah, <laughs> it hurts the head. Penelope cat, or as Ryan would say, Penelope cat. Penelope. Re- Penelope cat. Really enjoyed Avengers Arena number one on MCU. Now issue three is up, but not two. Arg. So we can marble. Um, I think that's a glitch. Yeah, I mean, you can email online support yeah. at marvel.com. Yeah, they'll take care of you it. You can also you can also uh, tweet to Productology, Julia. She's yeah. pretty good about that. If you Tot- if you tweet a uh, Productology or Paul Degnan, D E G N A N, they're really good about updating Unlimited when uh, people have problems and they say I'm on Twitter. Yep. 
Um, also, who did you all say to tweet if I'm having problems with Marvel Comics Unlimited? Congratulations, I just told you. This was uh, this was actually a problem that we, we right. solved resolved. Uh, with Paul. Paul took care of this. He yep. fixed the library. There was something going on. So again, if you're having unlimited problems, Paul Degnan and Productology. Yep. Ref, EB, bought and read the first five issues of Hawkeye at Comic-Con Paris. Amazing work. Which I knew how to say something nice in French. We. Oui. We. Oui. That's just yes. <laughs> I know. How about thank, thank you? How do you say thank you? Merci. Merci. <laughs> Cassie speaks French. Do we, do we ever call you Cassie? This is the first time I, ever you call I, me Cassie. No, I referred to you as Cassie the other day, and I immediately said, we've never called her Cassie. I don't know if she goes by that. I do. I go by Cass mostly, though. Yeah? Yeah. Wow, you look really angry right now. I'm going to move on. She looks like, like shooting daggers at me, like I was a robot unicorn. Um, another one from Raph AB. Love the quest added recently in Avengers Alliance. Yeah, yeah. that thing's pretty cool. Where'd that come from? <laughs> Uh, it's probably as we wait for um, season two to come up, so oh, right. or a new spec op or anything. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Yeah. At Ref Gemlin tweets, I know it's the kind of question that can be debated, but isn't the Blue Marvel more powerful than the Sentry? It's the kind of question that can be debated. Indeed. I think we would... Uh, we'll go with Blue Marvel. Yeah, because he's... Al- well, he's definitely he's powerful right now. He's alive. <laughs> yeah. Although uh, the Sentry's technically <laughs> alive right now, too, because he just got brought back question when did Avalan move over to New York is that going down in recent Fantastic Four issues uh, it went down the mo- the latest move of Avalan which is never in the same place for more than two weeks um, that took place in Hickman's Fantastic Four and FF came back to Earth because it was out in Cree space for a little while and yep. now it's now it's back uh, Robert loved my disgust for the Red Skull in episode 86 when I called him a dick yeah and, I sh- uh, I'm still shocked at that yeah can't believe it. Uh, lots more from Robert. He says, I think he's got biology on the brain. Uh, toe underscore Mo caught the end of a This Week in Marvel episode and heard, this is Marvel, your uterus. No, we say that sometimes yeah. just to see if you catch it. Yeah. So, good job, Tomo. Yeah. Nice job. Uh, finally, listen to the final This Week in Marvel Age of Ultron episode. I'm going to miss my fortnightly Tom Brevoort Avengers trivia fix. Well, hopefully we'll get him back for Infinity. Yeah. Our people are in negotiations. Yep. Contracts are being signed. We're close. We're close. Uh, he's got a lot of demands, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, question. Is the new Nova a card-carrying member of the Avengers, or is, is he still considering the offer after ABS? That is addressed in upcoming issues of Nova it, by indeed it Zeb is. Wells. So mm-hmm. check him out. Uh, happy birthday to Dan Slott, spiritual father of the Horizon Labs. There's a picture of him with his Twitter posse. Nice. Uh, there's definitely someone. Is Quix- that, I think that is Horizon Labs. Yeah, and with someone is dressed up as Quicksilver with a baby Thor. Yeah, is with, that Quicksilver? Maybe. I mean, he's got like the Quicksilver. I just don't know what's body. on his face. I don't know. I don't know that weird thing on his face. Is. Anyway, great yeah. point five episode of This Week of Marvel with Strami talking to Jeff Allen about the new Avengers there series. There it is. I think you missed a censor beep, Mark. Mm. So was a no, it's not Mark. Episode. That yeah, is that it. is Blake. I am I am perturbed. Well, I will tell you that much right I, well, now. Well, Mark is supposed to give him the notes on when to uh, beep. So this is true. That's a double double whammy. Mm. They're, both, they're, they're both in trouble. Mm. Listening to episodes of This Week in Marvel as I pull my second all-nighter on a work trip of work, not partying. So busy, no twim URC for me. Mm. Uh, Still got time. Still got time. Uh, Train journey home with several fiddly changes. Listening to This Week in Marvel until I can relax and crack out a huge Marvel omnibus. Episode 87 was a great one. Big thanks to Ben, H&M, and Strami for a great show. Love the expanded questions section. Well, we're back at it again. Yeah. Uh, a couple more from Robert. He says, 
great to hear convention advice from Ben and Agent M. Uh, always good to give those new to to such events sound advice. Of course, if you watch us on Marvel Live, we'll probably be dispensing more convention advice. So be sure to go to marvel.com slash SDCC2013 once that kicks off. Totally. I was plugging that out like crazy last night. I was on Loikamania last night. Oh, yeah? Plugging it across the board. Nice. Good and job. Matt Loika himself said we have the best convention coverage of any site out there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Robert says, I'm going to hunt down that Uncanny X-Men board game from the 90s to enjoy some non-screen time fun with Tomo. I guess Tomo is the partner I to guess, I guess, Robert. Yeah, they're related That's somehow. That's good. Okay. Uh, last one for Robert. He says, Storm, African superheroine. You already debunked that. Boom. So, technically no. Debunk. Ross Meyer. Bugs make MU Android app unusable. Really long load times. Don't bring up the issue when I hit read now. Ross, definitely tweet to Productology. I know, I know she's working with the team to make sure we get as many fixes in as we can. For sure. Wolf Knight 26, Ryan Putney. After playing the Deadpool video game, I definitely love the character more than ever. Awesome. The Deadpool game was one of the most funniest and enjoyable games I have ever played. Good job, High Moon Studios. No comment on the most funniest. Nope. Ryan, it's just funniest. It's one of the funniest and it's one of the funniest and most enjoyable games you've ever played. Now you learned something. You're welcome. Okay, since you guys can't won't recommend Ant-Man comics for me to get ready for a movie, will you when it's closer to release? You better believe we it. Sure, we sure will. You got to say this when you did episode 86. If the Guardians of the Galaxy movie is anything like Annihilation, it's going to be a major movie success. Thank you for recommending it to me months ago. You're welcome. Love it. And then once again, the when did Adelan move over to New York question. So Wow. Yes, a lot of people wanted to know that. It's all the Horizon Labs guys. Y'all need to read. Spammed us with it until Hickman's we Fantastic it. Four, which yeah, we talked stuff. about heavily when it was, when it was were, going you on. Went crazy. I for love that those you books. Totally in the tank for it. Goodness, you guys. Simon Sebs, is the Grey Hulk still a part of Bruce Banner? Yeah, technically, every Hulk incarnation is buried in that yeah. psyche somewhere. What's your favorite run on Captain America? Hmm. Hmm. I think I mean Brubaker's most recent read the whole thing it's very yeah. definitive I have a soft spot for Mark Wade's run because that was the first like really good one when I was a kid yeah uh, I only read part of Mark Grunewald's because he was on the book for like 20 years yeah something like that I would go with Brubaker yeah I know there's some cool stuff back in the day too with uh, Englehart and Jack Kirby but yeah, yeah I mean there's Brubaker's Kirby stuff is go. super cool but yeah. um, it's, it's a lot different has Matt Murdock or Foggy Nelson ever argued in front of the Supreme Court of the United States? Not sure. I don't think so. No. They're New York guys. Yeah. They're local. What was the first Marvel comic you ever bought? Oh. Well, I had. I remember the first Marvel comics I read. Yeah. Which were like an Avengers West Coast issue, Punisher War Journal, like six and seven. Right. Uh, but the first ones I remember, I distinctly remember buying were X-Men number three, the mm-hmm. Claremont and Jim Lee uh, issue, and Infinity Gauntlet number six. I remember the first ones I ever read were bought for me, because I remember my dad just brought home some comics, got from the supermarket, and I definitely remember that first one was the, uh, I think I've said this before, the first Uncanny X-Men where they moved to Australia. It's the first appearance of the Reavers and Gateway, uh, Mark Silvestri drew it. The first one I remember buying myself um, is the second chapter of uh, Executioner's Song because nice. I missed the first one. 
I came How and dare bought you. the second one. So that was a, I think it was an X Factor. Cool. It was a J. Lee Illustrated X Factor. I could go. All right. I got to run, guys. Let's finish these up. Finish them up. All right. Thank you. So we had a few more questions. We're going to wrap these up. Ryan had to go on emergency business. Uh, from Dirty Lash, thank you, Agent M and Ben Morse and Nick Lowe, for the hate theme song. It made my day. I need that as my theme song. Glad you dug it. Were you here for that one? No. <laughs> it was from the. It was from Next Wave. Um, I have to go back and listen. To yeah, definitely. I, you're not listening to us every week already. No, I don't. You know what? We can't get into this. We have to finish this podcast. <laughs> uh, Stephen Barr. I've been listening to this week's Marvel podcast from the beginning, but this is unprecedented, amazing theme song at the end of episode 87. All right, cool. We got a lot of a lot of love for Nick Lowe singing the Next Wave theme song. Um, can anyone tell me what the Twim URC selection is the iPhone app and website both have it wrong. Thanks, Stephen. That is my fault because over the July Fourth holiday, I got a little caught up, didn't get a chance to update it. But it is updated now. The selection is Marvels, and if you go to either the app or to the Marvel Unlimited website, you will find the accurate one. So apologies for that, but it's up there. Steve Maliza, rumors Wolverine to die died in Age of Ultron. Plus now there are two in Marvel Universe. Doesn't sound as exciting now. Uh, rumors of Wolverine to die. I don't know where that came from. Um, seems unlikely. He's a fairly popular character. Does pretty well for us. Was it because of the end of the Wolverine comic? Maybe. Maybe there are. There is good wait. Good callback. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where you heard those rumors. We don't generally comment on rumors, but you know, no immediate plans for Wolverine's death. The Age of Ultron thing was a whole different thing. It was an alternate timeline Wolverine. Um, but we'll see what happens. The Crazy Shadow uh, shows a pic of. His face, and this is my face generally, and it's a pic of Robert Downey Jr. rolling his eyes. Uh, With a double chin. Yes. It's very unflattering. If you look like Robert Downey Jr., congratulations. Great, great for you. All right, we're going to finish up with four from Lex Pendragon, saying, Anara, my four-year-old, thinks that when Agent M screams Pendragon, which I made into my ringtone, you sound like the Hulk. Uh, Yeah, Ryan sounds like the Hulk sometimes. He's an angry dude. By the way... The reason I'm silent about podcasts is I was on vacation. I'm just catching up now. Welcome back. Hope you had a good time, Lex. Still catching up and on this week in Marvel Ages 7. You, this week of Marvel 87, you talked about cons. I want to meet you at a con cosplaying as Agent M now. Interesting. That's, that's, yeah. I don't... Would you cosplay as Ryan? I, I would... I mean, it'd be easy. It'd, it'd be really easy, cheap. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really cheap. <laughs> Just cheap clothes and just, you know, <laughs> go to Salvation Army. You're really fixated on the Nutella thing. All right, oh, finally. Really from Lex Pendragon. <laughs> Seriously, I am too. We got to get out of here. For the Unlimited Reading Club, should we tweet thoughts as we have them, live tweet, or summaries at the end of the issue? That is completely up to you guys. Um, and we'll, we'll close out with that saying if you want to participate in the Reading Club, use the hashtag T W I M U R C. If you want to live tweet as you're reading, great. If you want to put summaries at the end of the issues, great. We'll read them all and we'll get to them all. And we are at the end of our podcast. Uh, Cassandra and I are going to go and eat something. Eat everything. Eat everything. Eat everything. Um, thank you, Ryan, who left. Thank you, Blake, who took him. Thank you, Strami, <laughs> who uh, did his thing over on the West Coast. Thank you, Cassandra, for your help and to the other interns, anyone involved. And thanks, all you guys, for tweeting, for listening, for all that you do. I'm Ben Morse, and this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>